G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's check on developments in the marriage debate from the weekend. Graffiti attacks on churches, comedians sinking in the boot to the no case and warnings about religious people losing their jobs because Australia has no protections for religious freedom. Let's welcome Monica Dumit from the Coalition for Marriage. Hello, Monica. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, thank you very much for having me back. Uh, Monica, let's start off. The most current thing, the breaking news from yesterday, is that there's been a number of churches in Melbourne that have been suffering graffiti attacks. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what's happened over the weekend? Yeah, well, that was, a, that was obviously a really horrible thing uh, for Sunday churchgoers to see as they walked into services on Sunday um, both at, I think, uh, the Anglican and Baptist churches in Glen Waverley uh, in Victoria. Look, at, it's unfortunate, um, but I think what it does is it shows that despite the mantra that we often hear of tolerance and of live and let live, that there are at least some in the Yes campaign that don't really subscribe to that, that even within churches they don't want to be tolerant, they don't want to let people live and let live, but rather to impose their views on others. And what we saw on Sunday, I think, was just a graphic demonstration of some of the underlying mentality that we've seen pervade the Yes campaign. Monica, it would be okay, I suppose. Uh, It's never really okay when the law's being broken, but, uh, you know, uh, simple vote yes type slogans uh, on churches, I suppose we could put up with those. But when the words used... Uh, crucify no voters, is that a call to violence? I mean, is this uh, something that ought to be tolerated? I mean, uh, are there any sort of moves from law enforcement authorities to uh, to actually combat anything like that? Well, look, I, don't, I think beyond the, um, beyond the graffiti itself, I don't know that there's any moves to specifically address the nature of it. But I think you're right, because I think that when you're talking about violence, or at least you're graffitiing about violence, it's an act of intimidation. And I think the pastor from that church actually said, you know, the, the elderly parishioners were concerned. They said, you know, it, are, are we under threat? Are we going to be beaten up? Are we going to be attacked for coming here for, you know, voting no on marriage? And so I think it goes from expressing your own opinion, which, of course, you know, we, we encourage people to do during this debate, to intimidating those with an opposing point of view. I think that's a line that's been crossed, which is what we saw, uh, unfortunately, on Sunday. We'll monitor that along. Another story from the weekend, uh, the main headlines across the weekend uh, from the Sydney Catholic Archbishop Anthony Fisher. Uh, He's encouraging Christians to keep clarity about real marriage. Uh, Any thoughts on his sermon on Sunday? Yeah, look, absolutely. I have to say I'm a proud Sydney Catholic myself, and so I was quite delighted to uh, hear the Archbishop speak so strongly uh, in favour of marriage over the weekend. Um, and, and look, I think that there's, there's really two parts to what he said. Obviously, 
uh, teaching about the Christian ideal of marriage um, and really cementing that within a church context, but then also speaking about the flow-on effects for broader society, uh, whether or not you're a practicing Christian, uh, the types of impacts that a change in the law would have uh, on society more, more generally. And, and I think that he coupled the two of them very well, because what we know is, you know, of course, we want to uphold the biblical ideal of marriage, but then broader than that, we're also called to support the common good and what is good for society as a whole. And I think that he he dealt with that very, very well. He drew attention to a number of issues. One of those is that a yes vote could mean religious people losing their jobs and facing discrimination lawsuits. Uh, This is something that really has come to light during the campaign, the threat of that happening. But uh, he's not telling an untruth there, is he? That is one of the primary threats uh, if the yes vote wins. Yeah, look, exactly right, and it's not theoretical. We saw that young woman in Canberra lose her job simply for changing her Facebook profile picture to say it's okay to vote no. I hear at the campaign we've heard other similar stories, um, but unfortunately the people involved are just too concerned about their own personal circumstances uh, in order, you know, to enable them to speak up. Uh, so we're seeing it already, even when the law says that marriage is between a man and a woman, um, it is it is frightening to think what might happen if the law changes because people uh, who would seek to punish those with a dissenting view would now be emboldened by the fact that they would have the law on their side. Um, the proposed legislation that we've seen from Senator Dean Smith, uh, which the Yes campaign has pointed to as the legislation that they would want to see go through if a Yes vote was to prevail, really provides very limited protections for professional ministers of religion, so priests and rabbis and imams. Everybody else is really on their own. But but as we know, freedom of religion and, and freedom of belief isn't the privilege of the clergy. It's a, it's a right that belongs to everybody. And so if, if now we're struggling to have that exercise of religious freedom and the proposals for a change in law don't give us any comfort or any clarity on that. Really, the only way to protect against those impositions on freedoms is for a no vote to prevail. And, of course, the Archbishop is saying that it's not unreasonable to suggest that any changes in the laws uh, ought to be held off until appropriate protections were in place. So if the yes vote were to get up, uh, let's hold off any sort of change until the appropriate protections are there, not just, as you say, for the clergy, but for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something that, that we'll really struggle with if a yes, campaign, if a yes vote prevails. Um, John Howard said a couple of weeks ago something that I think is really important. He said that if um, the vote comes back and, and there is a yes vote, that parliamentarians will be under extraordinary pressure to move this through and to have this put behind us. And we hear our politicians say, you know, we'll have same-sex marriage by Christmas. But that gives a very short amount of parliamentary sitting time to actually have this matter debated debated thoroughly and for all of the implications to be considered and dealt with. Uh, so John Howard said that if a yes vote was to prevail, that anybody who tried to talk about protections 
would be accused of trying to subvert the will of the people and, and to put more blockades up. And so it really is concerning that there will already be quite a push on timeliness. And so we have to be really serious about making sure that any legislation that goes through would actually ensure the, the adequate protections of freedoms because if they're not protected now, then there's no, there'll be very little hope of, of getting them recovered at a later stage. Mm. Uh, let's talk about any trends you might be aware of. Of course, there's been some polls uh, that have been uh, trying to establish uh, how Aussies are actually marking their uh, marriage survey form. Uh, of course, uh, the ABS will be keeping whatever has come in as a very tightly kept secret, and so I suppose we rely on the polls to give us any idea of trends. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on polls and trends at this point, Monica? Yeah, look, it's funny. We've seen so many polls in recent weeks get it so wrong. So a few weeks ago, we had a uh, reach toll poll that was reported by Sky News, which said that 79% of Australians had already sent their survey forms in, and that was now two weeks ago that was reported. Last week, the ABS told us that that number was 62.5. So... They were wrong two weeks ago, and even allowing for the catch-up, they were still wrong. Um, we had a, a Roy Morgan poll over the weekend that, that purported to tell us that 61.5% of Australians had said that they had voted yes. But what was interesting about that poll was that it was done by text message. And look, I, I don't know about you, but I know that people like my parents definitely wouldn't respond to a poll via text message there is a whole generation that probably wouldn't participate in something like that. And so the results are naturally skewed. This is the same Roy Morgan who was on, who were on Q&A last week, the head of Roy Morgan was on Q&A last week saying that their polling showed that 80% or more of Australians were in favour of same-sex marriage. And there's never been any other legitimate poll that, that says that that's the case. So, look, I don't know. I think that a lot of these polling companies are trying to push a narrative and trying to declare a result because the the difference in this in this particular survey versus other Australia election, Australian elections is that turnout is not compulsory and so motivation matters you actually have to motivate people to vote or motivate people to not vote and if people think that the result is already over and and that there is nothing that they can do in order to back a no vote in, particularly, then, in particular, then they're probably not going to participate. And the thing is, is that we can't give in to any type of discouragement. There are still three weeks left in this campaign. As of last week, there were still 6 million Australians who were yet to vote. And the polls are telling us that every day the no, the no campaign is gaining ground. We are absolutely in this to win it. And, and I guess what I would say to your listeners is that there is... There is still a real chance that the no vote will prevail, but we just need everybody to dig in. So for those who don't have, who haven't posted their ballots yet, make sure you post them as soon as possible. Keep having conversations with your friends, with your family, with your neighbours about the importance of voting, about the importance of, you know, the consequences of redefining marriage, because the more Australians that hear this, um, the stronger, the stronger the vote becomes. It's not the time to uh, be sitting back and just relaxing. Uh, everyone has a role to play here. 
because the attacks that are coming against the No campaign are relentless. Uh, I note that uh, comedians have been enjoying sinking the boot into the marriage debate, uh, particularly one where the Kiwis are mocking us. They've got their own version of the project over there, but uh, of course uh, they're, they're, uh, they're mocking the no case for marriage every opportunity they get, Monica. Yeah, look, it's, it's quite ironic that the, the New Zealand version of the project came out with that piece last week, you know, suggesting that there are no consequences to redefining marriage when we're seeing the absolute contrary in New Zealand. We've seen, you know, Family First, which is a charity over there, lose its charitable status simply because it upholds the definition of marriage as being between a man and a woman. We're seeing increasingly radical sex and gender programs coming into New Zealand schools. We're seeing over there the very effects that we're concerned about in Australia playing out just in the several years since same-sex marriage law was passed over there. Um, so, look, I guess it's the job of comedians to be funny, but their contribution in dismissing some of the real consequences in their own country just shows a real blindness to what's going on over there. So I would put very little weight uh, on what they say. Uh, Monica, let me just uh, quickly ask you, as I sometimes do when talking to uh, people who are representing the Coalition for Marriage, finance is always an issue. I know there's been a a huge contribution that's come in from the Anglican Church uh, over the past week. Uh, How do finances look when it comes to uh, ensuring that the the no case uh, has enough to to get through this next three weeks? Yeah, look, well... The thing is that we obviously, with the more money we have, the more we can do. Uh, the contribution from the Anglicans uh, was obviously very generous. It's, um, I had to laugh at some of the criticism that came through because, of course, the Anglicans would be contributing to something like this. The cost of defending religious freedoms, defending their schools against the imposition of some of these ideologies in the event of a, of a yes vote would be much more costly than a contribution to the campaign. Um, but to be honest, the, the majority of our funds have come from ordinary Australians. I think uh, last week or the week before, we kicked over 20,000 individual donors from around Australia who were just happy to stand with us, um, contributing in small and large amounts. Uh, and we're really grateful for that because not only is it backing for marriage, it's also support of of what the campaign has been doing. We've got some great people here working some very long and hard hours, and so we're always really grateful for those contributions because it shows a confidence in what we're doing and a willingness to stand with us, and we really appreciate that. Well, we should say it was the Anglican Church who made a million-dollar donation to the Coalition for Marriage to support the No campaign. Is there need for other major church denominations to also step up to the plate here? And perhaps there already have been some, but uh, is this your encouragement, Monica? Yeah, well, look, absolutely. I would never say no to a contribution, um, large or small, from from an organisation or a faith community. I Obviously, in the first few weeks of this campaign, we had very great expenses in terms of getting out all of our our materials and our resources for our ground team, but there's still so much to go, still with our advertising, still with three weeks of our field campaign left. Um, So we know people have been so generous so far, um, and they continue to be. But 
there's still three weeks to go. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of expense. Um, and so with the more we have, the more we can do. And, of course, there is the Freedom Team app. I don't want to miss chatting about that for just a few moments too because people can download this app, the Freedom Team app, and that alerts them to uh, the latest developments and also is an encouragement to people to actually be part of the campaign themselves. Yeah, exactly right. It makes it really easy for people to get out there and volunteer, to know what events are going on in and around them. It also helps them... Um, participate in our door knocking campaign and connect with others as well. In addition to being a tool for our volunteers, it's also an online community. People can share their stories, share different items of interest. They're not going to be attacked like they might be on Facebook or another sort of more public social media networking applications. So even for that, it's just a really nice place for people to come and encourage each other and to share news and commentary so even if you're not part of our volunteering team, which obviously I encourage everybody to do, uh, download the app and take a look at it and, and just connect with other like-minded people. Well, Monica, thanks so much for the update this morning. Uh, I'll point people to the Coalition for Marriage website. Simply Google Coalition for Marriage and uh, there'll be ways that you can link to downloading the Freedom Team app and uh, you might even be able to be a financial supporter of the No campaign. Uh, Monica Dumit, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.